Hamilton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right, let's check the NHL scoreboard first. Early in the second period, Devils lead the Blue Jackets 2-0. Penguins up 1-0 on Minnesota. No score, Maple Leafs and Bruins. Capitals with a 1-0 edge on the Canadians. After the first, Panthers leading the Senators 2-zip, even though the Sens outshot the Panthers 21-9. Also after the first period, Buffalo 3-2 lead in Detroit. Five minutes left in the first, no score. Lightning and Islanders. Nashville and Carolina just getting underway. Rangers and Blues about to get started as well. A lot of games tonight. The Flyers will play the Stars in half an hour. Later, Chicago at Vancouver. Tentacles home to the Coyotes. Avalanche play the Sharks. And, of course, the Kings will play the Golden Knights. That one starts at 8 o'clock. And those are the uh, two teams up at the top of the Pacific Division with the Oilers. Vegas a point ahead of Edmonton, 104. Oilers have 103. L.A. has 100 points. Now... The Oilers have played 79 games. Vegas and, L pl and L.A. playing their 79th games this evening. So here's the thing. If L.A. wins, then Edmonton still has a decent chance to get first place. But L.A. also will have a better chance as well. If uh, Vegas wins, then, uh, then Edmonton has a much better chance to get second, but first is going to be more difficult. Anyway, that's just how it's shaken down. The Oilers are looking very, very good and uh, are going to have a pretty good shot in the playoffs regardless of who they take on. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Man, oh, man, with the reaction over the last uh, 24 hours or however long it's been, not quite 24 hours since Ryan Nugent uh, Hopkins got to 100 points, I'm wondering if... The, 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 we should change the name of the city to Nugmanton for a couple of days, something like that. Hopmanton, uh, Nugman Hop, maybe that could be that. I don't know. That sounds a little Egyptian, uh, but just incredible reaction for Nugent Hopkins to get that 100th point last night. I, I he, he is uh, he occupies a very very special place in in the hearts of Oilers fans. Um, we, we know what. Uh, We've seen, you know, bag milk. My buddy over over at Oilers Nation and all the uh, keep Nuge forever stuff he was doing before uh, he signed the the long contract extension. Um, he's really a respected player. Even I, I feel like even the people, and we even had some earlier this year, the people who would call in and say, maybe we got to trade Ryan Nugent Hopkins. We had somebody call in after a game. I can't remember what it was. It was probably in November, December. And, and one caller said, you have to trade Nugent Hopkins, trade him for, you know, Bo Horvat, better all-round player, get Nugent Hopkins' contract off the books. I mean, we were still getting that earlier this year, but I feel that even the people who were making those suggestions were often doing it reluctantly or were perhaps recognizing that the Oilers were in a situation where they would have to give up something significant to get something significant. Look, I never thought there was a chance Ryan Nugent Hopkins was going to be traded, especially since he has that long-term contract with the team. But a very respected player by the fans and certainly by his teammates, as you saw last night with the, uh, with the reaction to him getting that 100th point and how eager his teammates were to make sure he got it 
on that empty net empty net goal. I mean, McDavid feeding him the puck immediately there when they were together in the neutral zone. So a, a really cool moment for the Oilers and for Nugent Hopkins, and I know for many of you who love the man. So that's my assignment tonight as we go into a, a long weekend. I'm sensing a lot of people are in a, in a fairly good mood tonight. I, and I realize not everybody has a, a long weekend, a four-day weekend, a three-day weekend. I realize some people will have to work, but I, I feel like there's a pretty good vibe out there. The weather is great. I think we're in for some nice days this weekend as well. So here's my assignment for you tonight. And I, I suppose it's going to be more of a written assignment, though we could take some calls uh, later on in the show, likely starting around 6.50 until about 7.30. So you, this one actually takes some time to prepare. And, and you can call into the hotline, 780-496-0063. It's presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. Yeah, a written uh, written submissions. You can text that number, email insidesports at 630chad.com, DM me on Twitter, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. Here's what I'm asking you to do tonight, and this is one of those things, I don't know if anybody's going to participate, or we could get some absolutely beautiful submissions. I want you to write a love poem to Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I want you to express your love for the Nuge in poetry form. doesn't have to be a complex poem. doesn't have to be a sonnet. It can be a four-liner Simple rhyming scheme, ABAB, or whatever you want to do. Sound like we're taking an English class now, don't we? Well, I am wearing an ascot. But that's my assignment for you if you'd like to participate. I, I would like some sort of a love, romantic, sweet poem for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. 7804960063, Inside Sports at 630ched.com. And uh, let's flash back to the 100th point last night. I never really thought I'd, I'd, I'd get to it, to be honest, but uh, I'm definitely uh, proud to be able to do it with this group. First unit power play, first unit penalty kill, play six on five, five on six, touches every aspect of the game. See, they had their uh, goalie out, and Connor picked it up, and I, I kind of saw him scan the ice looking for me. McDavid to Nugent Hopkins to McDavid in over the line. But to see someone like that hit a milestone of that mag uh, magnitude is um, very exciting for everyone. Everybody. He's just such a first-class guy, and um, what a teammate it is to, what a joy to come to the rink every day and um, talk to him and hang out with him away from the rink, and just a great human being and um, pretty amazing hockey player. To Nugent Hopkins, to McDavid, in over the line, now over to Hyman, scores! And Nugent Hopkins is going to pick up point number 100. Personally, I'm not, I'm not huge numbers kind of stats guy but I, I mean I obviously understand that um, I hit the century mark I mean I'm uh, it's definitely a milestone that uh, I'm, I'm proud of and uh, but like I said it wouldn't be possible without the group in here it was a little bit of their reaction last night Nugent Hopkins Jack Campbell Jay Woodcroft as uh, the Oilers have three 100 point players on the same team in the same season for the first time since the Penguins in 95-96. Uh, incredible run here for your Edmonton Oilers. We will dive deeper into the Oilers' success and we'll get some more reaction to what the Nuge has been able to accomplish from a man who used to play with him, Luke Gazdick, coming up Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Also, Blue Jays won today 6 3 
over the Royals. Kepka and Hovland and Rom tied for the lead after one round at the Masters. They are all seven under. He joins us every couple of weeks here on Inside Sports, presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty, former Edmonton Oiler, now broadcaster with Sportsnet. It is Luke Gazdick. Luke, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Good, Reed. How about yourself? Well, a lot of people are smiling in oil country today. Of course, the team is doing great. Yes. The very popular Ryan Nugent Hopkins has recorded a 100-point season. What would you think of the setup on the empty netter, first of all? They were really making sure he was going to be involved in that play. Yeah, that was awesome. I... Uh... Man, it's it's fun to watch. It was, it was almost in slow motion, eh? Just like the the pass across, then the second pass, and it's good. Guys are, I mean, that's a big monument, but that's kind of a microcosm of how aware players are. Like guys know about all the all the records and and stuff like that. So when there's a time for personal achievements like that, um, it's cool to see other teammates kind of lean on it and and make sure it, and make sure it gets done. So what did, what did you just think of the reaction? I mean, Hyman points at him, gets the puck. There's some video of them coming off the ice and yelling his name. And the news didn't go into too much deal detail, but he said there was a like a special moment in the dressing room after. Like when you hear all that, what what do you think of? Oh, typical Nuge underplaying it, eh? underselling everything. Uh, it makes me feel like I wanted to be back in that dressing room. That's what it felt like. Uh, I. I um, I miss those guys, and I miss Nuge, and, and even seeing uh, Gino interview him pregame, um, constantly saying longest-tenured Oiler, it, it's just the fact that I got to play with him I think was awesome, and, I, and it was three years. Uh, he lived right down the street from me. Uh, we both lived over in Glenora. Um, it, was, it was great getting to know him. He sat beside me on the plane, like I've told you before. We played cribbage, and we would hang out away from the rink, and – you know, he was just so easygoing and just such a great teammate. And I, I just I remember one instance in Denver, uh, we were staying in, you know, Cherry Creek or whatever it's called. There's a big mall and we just had an off day. And I don't know why I remember it, but me, Nuge, Schultze and Keith Ollie just went and cruised around the mall and then and then had a really nice sit down dinner that night. And I, I just love Ryan, man. He's he's such a cool cat. And and just to see him smile like that. Like when he's full smiling, you know that you know that he's happy about something because he usually play keeps his emotions pretty close, uh, pretty close to himself. I mean, everybody, and my experience with him professionally as a media guy is that that he is an incredibly a nice guy, very very professional, um, you know, very uh, very open, you know, like willing to interact. Um, what? as a teammate i mean most teammates will get along right and will compliment yeah. each other but he seems to be on next level like like what is it is it just his compassion is it just his uh you know how he cares about other people you know what i'm getting at yeah and i think i just think it's um oh man that's a good question i think his personality just kind of rubs off on other people in the sense that he's very quiet and mild-mannered and he's very approachable and so even if I had, you know, a question about something or a drill in practice or or a skill that he did or a shot that he had done in the game before, like he he doesn't care coming up and talking and having that conversation. And it, it, it's his phys physical effort, too, that really, I think, draws a lot of teammates in. 
is that he brings that same effort every day in every game. Like there's no days off for him. Some guys are kind of frauds in the sense that, yeah, they'll say, oh, we're working our tails off, but they're not really, they're not doing the things away from the rink and, and away from the game that they should be doing, where he's just all pro. He, he comes in, gets his lift in, is eating the right things, is getting his treatment. He's just, he's a very easy guy to, to, to look to lead to. Well, that's, that's a great way to put it. And besides him being a very, very good hockey player, you know, part of the reason he's beloved so much in oil country is his longevity and the fact that he was here through a lot of really bad years, right? I, I mean, you know, nine, ten years ago, we were talking about, okay, the team is Nuge, Hall, and Everly, right? That's that's who's going to be built around it. And he's the only one still left out of all that. You know, and you were, you were here for part of that. Like, how did he... How did you see him handling some of those tough years? And probably sometimes, I, I, I know from doing a call-in show, probably sometimes unfairly he took some blame from the fan base. Well, Nuge isn't good enough. Nuge is, you know, why was he first over all this kind of stuff? Like, how did you see him handling all the the stress that goes with being an oiler and an oiler at times on teams that weren't very good? I just think Nuge has this innate ability to block out the outside noise. He doesn't have Instagram. He he might have a Twitter account, but he definitely doesn't run it. It might just be kind of like a, you know, typical athlete account that's, you know, tweet. It's good. Still good. She tweets about his charity initiatives and stuff, but I don't think he personally is going on and searching his name on Twitter and, and reading a lot of articles. He, he's a very family oriented guy and he kind of blocks that stuff out, which is really hard to do in a place like Edmonton. Uh, because even if you do that and you got no social, you turn on the car, you turn on the radio you, you walk by a news station you see the newspaper like it's hard to get away from um and he just had this really good ability of just kind of being able to control we all, we're always told control what you can control and he just had such a good ability at doing that and and it was just so it was so respectable for me to see um just because it's so easy to get, to get caught up in all that stuff and Heck, over the years, Reed, I mean, how many bad years did we go through? That did, did I go through? Did you, the city, everyone? And he never asked for a freaking trade. He never sat there and said, I'm not coming back to camp next year. You know, even having a plethora of guys at center and then getting Connor, maybe he's getting bumped down with his role. He never said, I want out of here. He never, he never complained. He just went about his damn business and was the best hockey player that he could be. And... You know, that's tipping, man. You do the same right things over and over and over again. You know, things are bound to be successful for you. And I think we're seeing the fruits of his labor right now, nine years after he came into the league. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great way to that's a great way to put it and great perspective. And, and you mentioned to me a, a couple of uh, appearances ago, um, I think it was when he had the fight with Justin Hall, though, just about how competitive he is, right? He's like the mild manner guy who can... The Hulk can come out when necessary, right? <laughs> yeah, he uh, he can be a little scary, and I, I I've seen that. And it's it's when he gets upset, when he gets upset or frustrated at something, he has that. You know what the kids say? He's got that dog in. Like he he uh, he doesn't take any crap. And I didn't know he was that tough. I know we talked about it. I didn't know he was gonna <laughs> he's gonna two punch uh, two punch the guy, but. Yes, he's got a little bit of a mean streak, and honestly, I wish we saw it a little more, but uh, I'll take what I can get right now. Uh, one fight a year for him, I'm, I'm okay. How competitive were the cribbage games on the plane? 
everything was competitive. Reed, we had so we used to get per diem even before the cribbage game started. As you sit down, you walk by, you get your per diem envelope. Patty Garland walk by, hand them out to whoever it is, and. Um, you were always left with a couple coins inside. So whether it was like a loony or a toonie, right? Cause the money was never exact. So he'd want to play odd man out or, um, uh, rock, paper, scissors, what pick a number. He'd, he'd have a game every time and you'd play for all the coins. So it was good. Cause you'd end up with like $25, but it was $25 and change. Right. So he'd get everyone around. He'd be like, Hey, we're everyone in everyone. in. we're playing for it. And so I, I won once and it's fun. Yeah. Like I said, but then you got 20 or 30 bucks and change. You got to ride around for the whole road trip with. <laughs> and if you're in the States that. and that was before, yeah. Yeah, and you're in the U S and it's with like, Moody's, yeah. with Toonies and loonies in, a, in an envelope. And it's like, all right, I got to wait to get to Canada, back to Canada. I'll spend these all at Timmy's or whatever. But that was before the cribbage games even started, Reed. So, yes, he, he is a, he's a competitive man. That's awesome. Luke Gazdick joining us tonight on Inside Sports. And, look, it's uh, what an incredible run. I mean, it's, it's – it, I mean, the, the context for what the Oilers are doing – individually and team-wise, I mean, you have to go back to the 1980s for a lot of them. They haven't lost in regulation time since March 11th when they played the Leafs. Even through some of the wins, Luke, the criticism has been, well, yeah, but they still give up too many goals, you know, if they would win a game 6-4. Now they've allowed two goals in their last four games. Like, it just seems everything has come together at the right time. Yeah, and I know Anon, you know, we, we know they're not a great team, but going into LA and, and having that effort too is, is pretty impressive. I think, you know, I've been on the side of the media now, right? Working at Sportsnet a couple of nights a week, doing radio spots with, with you. And I think we get focused on these storylines. And I, I really think the Winnipeg Calgary wildcard situation is taking a lot of these headlines and people aren't realizing. And that's why I say, when I'm on the desk, you'll see me. If I say, if you're not watching Oilers hockey right now, then change the channel because 97 is playing the best hockey out of any hockey player that I've ever seen possibly this year, right? There's been some years where guys have had electric years, but between him and Leon and then having Ryan come in, having the year he does, has, and the way Skinny's playing right before the playoffs, like this is exactly what you want. You don't want to be Winnipeg going like scratching and clawing for your points and having these epic collapses with 10 or 15 to go. I mean, this is the hockey you want to see your team play towards the end of the year. So I'll keep pumping the Oilers hockey on the national broadcast because uh, like I, 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 the point I made the other day was about Matias Ekholm. And I said, if you're not watching the Oilers right now, you want to see a good trade. That was a good trade. And I, and I think people are realizing now um how big of an addition he's been for the team. Yeah, for sure. Luke, hang on the line. Got a couple more things I want to bring up with you here. Uh, Luke Gazdick, presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chat.